0: Hey folks, welcome back to our ongoing coverage of the Ahmad Arbery case in which defendants Greg McMichael, Travis McMichael, and William Bryan are being tried for murder and other charges in the shooting death of Ahmad Arbery. I am of course attorney Andrew Branker for law and self-defense, and today the court proceeded with jury selection or voir dire in the case with the goal of unpaneling 12 jurors and four alternates. Today was the eighth group of prospective jurors put through the selection process with each group nominally numbering 20 people. Their near-term goal is to have 64 qualified prospective jurors to be distilled down to, in a third stage of jury selection to that final group of 16, the 12 and the four alternates. As of this morning, 42 prospective jurors had been qualified. The court also began discussing with the attorneys the procedure to be used for that final stage three voir dire of that final group of 64 qualified prospective jurors. In particular, there appeared to be some uncertainty about exactly how that stage three of voir dire would be conducted um, given the sheer number of qualified prospective jurors to deal with. And we do have video of that discussion between the judge and the lawyers embedded in the text version of today's content. So some of the key findings from today's General Voidier, of particular note, more than a third of prospective jurors today had already formed an opinion as to the guilt of the defendants. Nearly half, 40%, indicated they had already formed a negative opinion of one or more of the defendants. Half of prospective jurors had a relative or close friend working in law enforcement, but interestingly enough, A substantial majority had a relative or close friend who had been accused, arrested, prosecuted, or convicted of a serious crime. More than a third, 35%, of prospective jurors had been victims of burglary or home invasion. And rather shockingly for Georgia, a substantial majority, 65%, indicated that they kept no guns whatever in their homes. Nearly half forty percent had previously supported in some manner Black Lives Matter or in I run with a mod type of movement. About two thirds believed that people of color were not treated fairly by the criminal justice system or by police generally, and nearly half forty five percent had an opinion about the time lapse between the date of the shooting, february twenty third, twenty twenty and the may twenty twenty arrest of the defendants. Before we dive into that, I would of course like to thank our sponsor of today's content, which is CCW Safe, a provider of legal service memberships, what many people mistakenly call self-defense insurance. What CCW Safe does is promise to pay its members legal expenses if the member's involved in a use of force expense, and those expenses start big and get bigger fast, folks. If you've had to shoot and kill someone in defense of yourself or your family and are facing a manslaughter or murder charge. It's very easy to burn through $200,000 before you even get to trial. So if you don't have that kind of money in a mattress, just in case you're compelled to defend yourself or your family, it can be helpful to have a partner standing behind you with the resources you need to fight the legal battle the way you want it fought as if the rest of your life depended on it, because really it does. I've looked at all the companies that offer these kinds of services, and I found that for me, CCW Safe is by far the best choice. I'm personally a member. My wife, Emily, is personally a member. Whether they're the best fit for you is something only you can decide. But I do encourage you to take a look at what they have to offer by pointing your browser to lawofselfdefense.com slash CCWsafe. And if you do decide to become a member there, you can save 10% off your membership using the discount code LOSD10, that's L-O-S-D for Law of Self-Defense, and the number 10 at that URL, lawofselfdefense.com slash ccwsafe. So once again, today's General Voidier was a four-stage process with welcoming remarks and a few questions from Judge Walmsley, then extensive questioning uh, by Senior Assistant District Attorney Paul Camarillo, his second time on the podium during this jury selection process. He asked the substantive questions for the state and then Senior Assistant District Attorney Linda Donikowski ran through the witness list. um, the rather extensive witness list asking jurors to raise their hands if they recognize any names, followed by more succinct questioning by defense counsel, Jason Sheffield, and finally closing remarks and cautions by Judge Walmsley, after which the court recessed and transitioned into individual voir dire back in the courtroom. So the first stage of all that, of course, is Judge Walmsley. He welcomes uh, and asks a few questions of the prospective jurors. Uh, He swears them in, he uh, thanks them for their service and such things. Uh, he only asked them four questions, so I'll share those directly with you here. He asked if they're related by blood or marriage to any of the defendants or to Ahmad Arbery. None of them were. He asked if they formed an expression uh, or an opinion as to the guilt or innocence of the accused, and seven of them indicated they had. He asked them if they had any prejudice or bias in mind, either for or against the accused. No one did. And he asked kind of the same question in the negative context, if their minds were not perfectly impartial between the state and the accused, and no one said that was the case. And at that point, he handed over General Voidier to the state in the form of senior ADA Paul Camarillo, his second time on the podium again, uh, and senior assistant district attorney Linda Dunikowski. So they divided the workload by having Camarillo... Asked the 80-some questions uh, for General Vadir of this prospective group of jurors, uh, after which senior ADA Donikowski stepped through the lengthy witness list and asked jurors if they recognized any of their names. I'm not going to step through all 80 questions nor the witness list, but we do have the video of that questioning embedded in the text version of today's content. When the state had wrapped up, they turned... Voidir over to the defense in the form of defense counsel Jason Sheffield, who once again conducted the general voidier for the defense as a whole, although technically speaking, he represents only Travis McMichael. Uh, as usual, his questions took about 15 minutes. There were about 20 of them. Again, I won't step through these individual questions here because it would just be too time consuming. But once more, we do have the video of this questioning embedded in the text version of today's content. After the defense was done, they turned things back over to Judge Walmsley for his closing remarks and the usual cautions to the jury, don't talk about the case, don't research the case, don't watch media about the case, don't go to the neighborhoods involved, um, don't let other people talk to you if anybody tries to do that, inform the court, and so forth. And that ended General Voidier in the jury assembly room, and the court recessed to transition to individual voir dire in the courtroom itself. Unfortunately, that's broadcast, but without audio, so there's not much use to us uh, watching that, so naturally, we don't. Okay, folks, that's all I have for all of you today on these general voir dire jury proceedings. Remember, if you carry a gun so you're hard to kill, that's why I carry a gun so I'm hard to kill, my family is hard to kill, then you also owe it to yourself and your family to make sure you know the law so you're hard to convict. Until next time, I remain attorney Andrew Branca for Law Self-Defense. Stay safe.